Hi everyone and welcome to another edition of the Governance Update from VLGA Connect. We know you've been hanging out for your special time with Stephen Cooper as you do every week. Hello Steve. Uh, hello Chris, how are you? Good, thank you. How's the fan club registration process going for you? Plenty, plenty um, of this week? This week's been a bit quiet. I think our international um, audience has been a bit uh, sidetracked by the presidential debate, Chris, so oh, possibly not giving us enough attention. <laughs> that would explain it. Although uh, you should give your probity unpacked session that's coming up a quick plug. I, I did uh, register for that the other day, really looking forward to seeing uh, Attractor Lagan uh, speaking on ethics and uh, culture. Thanks, Chris. If anyone follows me on uh, Twitter or LinkedIn, that's my bit of freelancing, I suppose you'd call that. Attractor Lagan is an internationally renowned business ethicist. And as Edgar Schein, the um, the culture guru from MIT says, if leaders aren't managing culture, what are they possibly producing that's of value? So it's a really important topic. Really good. Really, really good quote, actually. Yeah, cool. terrific. All right, we're going to bring in a special guest, Steve, on the uh, program this week, hopefully for the first of, uh, um, of many visits to the Governance Update in uh, Hannah Duncan-Jones, the Director responsible for the implementation of the Local Government Act from Local Government Victoria. And it is a pleasure to bring into the program now for the first of what we hope will be um, a, a lot of regular visits, Hannah Duncan-Jones from Local Government Victoria. Hi, Hannah. Hi, how are you? It's really great to be here today. And uh, Steve and I would just love to um, catch up with you on a regular basis, if you're willing to see how the implementation of the Act is going, but particularly at the moment with uh, the election period underway. You've been uh, releasing, I think, some terrific stats that show you a snapshot of the uh, the makeup of the candidates across the state, uh, which has been pretty good news in uh, in all things considered with COVID-19, hasn't it? it? It has been really exciting news. I guess that, you know, all of the um, things that people were thinking were going to happen haven't seemed to borne through in this election. So um, we've got 298 elections happening over 76 councils. Um, so it's more elections than in 2016 and more candidates in 26, than 2016. So at the close of nominations, there was 2,187 2 nominations um, for 622 council seats. So awful lot of democracy out there. Um, very, very exciting. But um, you know, some of the things that are really, really exciting is the rate of female participation with a 17% increase um, from 2016. So... Um, and one of the things to observe about this is that in 2016, there was a higher rate of conversion of female candidates um, to councillors than there was of males. So if we are to achieve that in this election, then that will be a very, very exciting opportunity in terms of moving towards um, equal representation and 50% mayors and councillors um, in the near future. Um, so that would be really, really exciting. It's, it's really yeah. positive, Anna. And I just wanted to make the point too that, that that total number of candidates being up on last time, there are less councils, are there not, going to election because we've got three that are sitting out this round of elections this time around? That's right. So the, in the, the last elections, it, there was um, one council out, I think, at that, that point in time. Yeah. Yeah, so that makes that number even more impressive, I think. Steve? Oh, Chris, and I think the bigger topic too about that is the fact that um, the stats are important and the fact that it's really the mark of a good council that will uh, best reflect the makeup of its community. So all strength to your arm on that one, Hannah. Hannah, I know there's been a lot of work done to encourage... Uh, particularly more women to run for council. What do you think, uh, given COVID has been um, 
a concern and people thought that might keep um, not just women, but a lot of people away from, from standing. What do you think has made the difference in this time? Or is it just a cumulative effort of a whole range of things that have been happening since the last election? So I think it's the, the diversity of approaches that have been utilised to encourage um, women to participate. And those have been both sponsored by the, the sector or individual people across the sector or assisted by funding from local government Victoria. But um, an important factor, I think, is this idea of local that is so prominent in people's minds um, during this, um, you know, the restrictions we're living under. And so people's communities are much smaller. Um, they have an opportunity to observe more deeply what's happening in their community. Um, and that raises the um, impetus to, I want to do something. I want to participate. I want to be part of the change. And I, I, I guess it builds into the, what's of that concept around um, this is the opportunity to not necessarily go back to um, the old normal, but what's the new normal? Um, as we come out of, of COVID. So there's some kind of exciting sort of um, opportunities that people are seeing that may be driving an impetus to participate. Perhaps a question for, for, for both or, or either, in terms of what you're seeing so far in terms of campaigning, uh, particularly in the metropolitan areas under, under the safe campaigning guidelines, what sort of trends or observations are you picking up on, on, on how people are approaching the task? Um, from my point of view, Chris, there's been... Um in fact, I can say as at yesterday, there, was, there, there had been nothing in my letterbox, but a lot on my social media feeds. And mm. um, given that uh, we've been trying to stay away from the shops and all of that sort of thing, that's been the source of information to date. Hannah, are you hearing from people who are challenged by how to get out and campaign or are you picking up any particular trends or concerns? Um, look, I think that um, you know, in any election, there are issues that arise. And one of those big ones is around people understanding um, what material needs to be authorised um, and in particular in the social media context and really, you know, if, if in doubt, authorised would be um, the yeah. advice to provide to everybody. So that's sort of a, like a key thing that comes out. Um, I'm sitting in an area myself where we're not having elections um, these, these, um, this round, so I'm not receiving anything on a personal basis to understand how things are happening in my municipality, but um, certainly you can see across the board there's lots of stuff happening in social media. Um, I hear from all of my colleagues that they actually are receiving letterbox material um, and that there is people out and about who are, are doing that letterboxing. So I think some of the traditional methods that are allowed under the safe campaigning guidelines are being utilised, but social media is definitely the big one. Can we perhaps touch on where you're at with the Local Government Act implementation. You have the responsibility as the director uh, at LGV to see that process through. Well advanced, of course, but still a lot of work to be done. I know Steve's been looking at some of the, uh, the outputs of the co-design process for the integrated strategic planning framework. Are you pleased with how that's shaping up? Oh, look, I'm, I'm just amazed. I've had a brilliant week this week where I've had the opportunity to receive the reports from three really, really hardworking groups across the sector um, on what that integrated strategic planning framework needs in order to be successful through implementation. The breadth of ideas, the commitment of time, the enthusiasm, and also the results that you're seeing when people are reflecting back on their participation about this is the way we need to do business into the future. I have made great connections. I will continue these connections. This is the way that we should collaborate to 
achieve results is really, really fantastic to, to see. And so the power of work is absolutely amazing. Um, we'll be coming back to the sector on the 20th of October um, in relation to everybody who's participated in that process. Um, and then more um, widely at LGV Connects on the 30th of October to talk through where we've got to, um, what we're doing now, how the sector are continuing to be involved, all of that kind of stuff. But it is so exciting. And um, the conversations have just been so rich, so valuable. Um, and I think it is kind of accumulated in terms of all of the work that we've done to date on implementation about um, really getting the, um, the, the, the whole work together, the collaboration, the understanding of what this new act means. Um, this has been a catalyst project to bring that together and that's been really exciting. And um, you know, now we're getting to the point where we're ready to set up that new council for what they need to do over 2021, which is very, very exciting. Steve, you've looked at some of those outputs, uh, some of the high level findings so far. Chris, I haven't. Before I go there, can I just say congratulations to Hannah, to the local government Victoria and Mosaic Lab teams on everything Hannah has said, Chris, about the consultation is true. And I wouldn't have actually imagined beforehand that an online consultation could have that level of kind of emotional engagement from the participants. So um, it has just been a terrific process, I think, involving Hannah, maybe 100 or so um, practitioners from across the sector. Um, in a really enthusiastic and creative way. I hadn't actually imagined, but the other day we did a World Cafe-style consultation remotely and um, got some really rich outcomes, which was terrific, Chris. So, um, and the reason I say it, I just think this is the biggest game in town in terms of um, the implementation of the new Act. It's kind of the move from the politics to the policy from, you know, really thoughtfully thinking about how we allocate assets and resources has to hinge on, on this strategic planning process. Um, so I would commend the outputs to anyone in the sector. So um, get excited about the uh, LGV Connect event later in the month, as Hannah's described. Terrific. Hannah, um, the, obviously the other work is, is ongoing as we get much closer to election time and inducting of new councils. Have you got an update for us perhaps on the the standards of conduct, that piece of regulation that is going to be very, very important, obviously, for people to understand as the new term starts? Absolutely. So um, we had a really fantastic response to our consultation on the governance and um, integrity regulations that include the standards of conduct. Um, over 60 pieces of, of um, response, which, you know, for, for regulations is not necessarily where you expect a high level of response. And so it was exciting to see that. And there's some really valid points that have been raised in that. And we're just finalising um, those regulations at the moment to be made by the 24th of October, um, as is the case with performance um, reporting regulations. And um, those will be made um, around the same time. Um, not so much engagement with those because uh, it's essentially a remake, but um, good points about contemporising the language um, and, and those sorts of things will be brought through into those. And with, I think about eight pieces of feedback received in response to those regulations. Hannah, time flies when you're having fun. Um, we probably need to let you go. I know you've got a lot, a lot on your plate, but if, uh, if possible, if we could have you back in about four weeks, we'll be 
past the uh, the close of voting. Uh, we'll be getting close to the declaration of elections, etc. Um, you might have an update for us on that, uh, those regulations that you've just mentioned, and it would be good to sort of take stock of where we're at at that time. So an open invitation for you to come back on uh, VLGA Connect. Absolutely my pleasure. Thank you so much. It's, um, it's been a ball. Steve, I think that's been a useful conversation with Hannah, and uh, that will be something uh, I'm sure our audience will look forward to on a regular basis. Good to chat with Hannah and some terrific progress being made, Chris. So great to be involved in that. On the discussion about standards of conduct, etc., uh, as I mentioned, important input into the process for inducting new councils and the VLGA is already hard at work on developing a program that will assist um, councils, CEOs in particular, with that process. Yeah, so we've done a lot of thinking to the extent that we can, Chris, and uh, about uh, making it an induction offering to councils and numerous councils have already booked in um, in the period up until Christmas. So looking forward to um, getting involved there. Uh, the other thing to remember, of course, Chris, is that um, it's a six month period uh, within which the induction needs to be um, undertaken. So I guess what I'm expecting is that councils will lock away some of the elements, for example, you know, role of councillors, the relationship with the, between councillors and staff and so on, um, to be done early. And we'd be sort of expecting to uh, tailor some content um, in the, early part of 2021 um, during that six month period. Okay, uh, no pressure, Steve, but the entire VLGA Connect audience is riding on our shoulders this week because Catherine Arndt is having a little bit of time off, which is, uh, I think, well earned. And uh, at the risk of starting another hashtag storm, you know, last time it was hashtag where's the newsroom. Um, I just need to in, in, uh, advise people there's no newsroom this week. Well, Catherine's very brave, Chris, because I've, I'm not sure about the wisdom of giving up your audience to us, but anyway, she makes those but, but I have enjoyed, uh, I have enjoyed hashtag this is not journalism and hashtag what's the issue, Rachel, this week, and perhaps they'll live on a little bit longer in the absence of, uh, of the newsroom. Just maybe a bit longer, Chris. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. All right. Always good to talk. And we'll see you again next week for the governance update. You have a great week. Yeah, you too. Cheers. Steve Cooper from Civic Mind joining us on VLGA Connect for the governance update this week. And we'll see you all again very soon.